Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this disaster. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. And they're going to join me as always, as always, because we're hitting the road. Extra points live, proper palooza. All the extra points talent's going to appear for a meet and greet and a live podcast at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness. Monday, January 9th from 2 to 3.30. And then immediately after, you're encouraged to stay and watch the College Football National Championship with us. Extra points live, proper palooza. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster and Vegas.com. We're also, Martin, doing a watch party at the Kimmel Comedy Club. This is how you learn if you like your fans or not. I think we do like our fans. We're going to find out, though, because we're going to be with them also from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. All week, 18 games watching. And then later that night, Megan Gailey is going to be performing comedy. Like I said, Ticketmaster and Vegas.com, Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Check. I mean, the excitement. We're not. We're a couple of weeks away from this now. Good Lord. I know. And we have so much ground to cover between now and then. We have the Immaculate Reception game coming up. Mm. Then we have Christmas time. Then we have New Year's Eve and the day and all the bowl games in between. I can't wait. And then it's all punctuated by watching Ohio State and Michigan get it on for the national Ooh. title. Oh, Mark. That's what's going to happen. I've decided. I've decided that's it. As a Michigan fan, I don't think you want that because that is um, that's worst case scenario for Michigan, right? It, worst case out of the worst case scenarios is that you lose to Ohio State, right? Well, I think. Well, oh yeah, losing to Ohio State would suck, right. obviously. But I want to be in the fight because right now, at this point, I don't see it happening. I don't think this Ohio State team is very like. I think they can beat Georgia. This is going to sound so contradictory. I think they can beat Georgia because if they can protect C.J. Stroud, they'll be all right. But they're not going to mm-hmm. be able. I, I don't see them beating Michigan. I know that Michigan has beaten them the last two times, but if, if Ryan Day loses three games in a row to Michigan, and one of which is for a national uh, championship, which is a thing that couldn't have even have happened like seven years ago. Like right. the the amount of disaster that will occur in Columbus to me is worth the risk. And just so y'all know, like you said, you're encouraged to stay and watch this. You'd yes. like to see a grown man have a complete entire oh. freak out for three and a half hours. Yes. That's going to yeah, be me on Monday fun. night. That's well worth the price of admission, even though you don't have to pay. By the way, you're singling yourself out. There are many grown men who could have a complete freak out, unrelated to uh, even their sports rooting interest that night uh, at the Kimmel <laughs> Comedy Club, uh, because we're a bunch of lunatics. Uh, and I'm not even sure we make it that far <laughs> into the weekend. But I do want to mention what's Martin the best. What's also- the best? I think that's a great. I think that's a great fan question, Sal. And the same goes for you with your Cowboys against the Eagles upcoming here. We'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts. But first of all, okay, Michigan fan. Better to get to the title game, advance one more level than you did a year ago, beat TCU, and then lose to Ohio State. Do you want that, or would you rather just lose to TCU? And same goes for you, Sal. Would you rather get to the title game 
to play the Eagles and get and get whipped there on on a bigger stage, or would you rather the Cowboys not even bother and just lose to I'm gonna, I don't know the Lions? I'm going to combine the, the answers. Round. I think I think we could we could probably the way we're playing lose to TCU right now, the Cowboys. But yeah, no, I'm always <laughs> like um, I am always like uh, yeah, what's going to hurt less, right? So uh, let's right. let's lose. I would say if I'm Martin, I want to lose to TCU. And if I'm me, I don't want to lose to the Eagles uh, in the championship game. But Martin, I'll let you speak for yourself. I would much rather, like, if Max Duggan does what he did against Kansas State, but they, you know, and you just see him, like, falling over on the field as he's willing his team to victory. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll be furious. I'll be calling for khaki pants. and Get get him out of here. You can't beat TCU, but at least it'll feel better because it's not going to be in my face. Because that's the thing. Like, when rivalry games like this, especially in college, like, like as soon as as soon as he had trouble with the snap and J and, J, and JC watched Jackson pick that ball up and walked it in. And like, I knew at that moment, I was never, ever, ever going to have another November in my life where I didn't hear Sean McDonough's crackly voice going, Oh, he had trouble with the snap yeah. in a game that Michigan absolutely should have won. So like, there you go. I wouldn't want to be reminded of this every single time they play a college football championship. Yeah. They're that's the that whole thing. With reminders, like I'm talking, we'll talk about all this. I mean, it was a crazy weekend between World Cup and between two games that we've never seen uh, before. That that lateral and the and the Patriots Raiders game and the big comeback with the Vikings Colts. I mean, within a 24 hour span, we had never seen anything like it. But you know, for Patriots fans to dismiss things uh, similar to what Martin's talking about, saying, "Oh, well, whatever, we weren't going anywhere anyway." It's like, yeah, but now your team is attached to one of the top three worst losses of all time. That's the difference. It doesn't matter. If if you were three and 14 or 14 and three at that point. But uh, well, like I said, we'll get to that. I do want to mention real quick, extra points, a staff pick them. Martin, speaking of in the hunt, second week in a row, you were the big winner on the staff, eight, six, and one. Sheck, uh, you and I were seven, seven, and one. As it is now, Hench and brother Bry are tied for first with 118, 81, and eight. That's pretty damn good. 37 games over 500. But I don't know how anyone's close to Hench. He was like second in the country on ESPN like two weeks ago. And now he's tied with brother Bry. Uh, Sheck, congratulations. You eclipse a uh, hundred wins. Oh, well, listen, it ain't my year. I've been, uh, I have not been the seer that I typically um, <laughs> hold myself that, that standard that I hold myself to with all my predictions. I was wrong about Dan Campbell's lions mm-hmm. and uh, the list goes on and on. I don't know though. Right. The one team I might not have been wrong about, even though we broke up, the Chargers. I don't. I don't know. Now no, you're too I don't late. Know. You're out. You're out of it. No, you're out of it. See, I know backwards. you'd want to be dating them with the. What What would the, the Nick Bosa equivalent be like uh, to dating somebody? Um, facelift, complete facelift. I don't want to get graphic here, but it could be better. But if they if they get him back, that's a whole different yeah. story. Right? What about Rashawn Slater too? I mean, all yep. of a sudden they would. They are really a mighty team. Um, you don't have to tell the Chiefs that. That's the team, I'm sure, with the possible exception of having to go to Buffalo and it's snowing and being frigid or otherwise. I, they don't want to catch the Chargers in the playoffs. I'm sure of that, given how how tough uh, the Chargers always play them. Yeah, that's scary. I don't know. I had uh, both the Megans on, Megan Gailey and yeah, Megan Connolly on, and we, we revisited that whole thing. Like, is it wrong for me to text the Chargers now just to see what they're up to? I, just to tell them they're happy. Yeah. I think they look great early. lately. They look Way strong and powerful, you know? Mm, okay. I, I won't. I, I, I think won't. You're do. pushing it. Okay. Uh, 
Nick Gates, 13 right in our extra points pick him. Good job by you. Wow. You get $100. Alex Fisher, even better, I think. Nine right in the prop quiz where there are like four options for every question, right? Nine rights, and insanely crazy uh, good score there. So good job by you also, Alex Fisher, and good job by me. One of those questions in the prop quiz was who's going to win the fantasy battle, me versus Bill Simmons. I know you don't care about this, Sheck, but I'm sure you were rooting for me over Simmons, right? Um, isn't that right? You, me over Simmons? Salad grapes! I'm going to take yeah. the social <laughs> media. I'm on social media to complain. I got jobbed again. The football He's gods so don't mad. like me, but... That's fine by me because I hate fantasy football anyway. Kick me out. He has Brian Robinson and Zondervan Knight or whatever his name is. How far How far should this team go, Simmons? Sorry. I'm sorry I was a big <laughs> underdog and uh, beat you, but that's uh, that's what your team is. All right, listen, let's recap that Monday night football game. The Packers beat the Rams 24-12. I lost. I was all over it. Martin, what was your video pick? I'm sorry. I forgot already. Rams team. The Rams under hundred. points, right? Oh, yeah. At pl- I got it plus money. I think it was yeah. like, like 110 or, or just even, even odds, but still. That's good. I thought McVay would keep it close. The Packers had only scored 30 once this year, and I, 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 and they didn't score 30 again. I just It was a weird game, though. It seemed like from time – I went back and forth, like, oh, the Packers are going to blow them out to – Ah, the Rams really have a chance to win this within that switched on me like three or four times. But now the point is Packers Lions week 18 for now is an interesting game check. It's in play for that final Sunday night game. We'll be in Vegas that I think it's Packers Lions. I think it's um, Bengals Ravens and an outside maybe Titans Jags. Now that could all change this week, but I think those are the three in play for the last game of the year to be featured on Sunday night. What did you think of the Packers? Well, yeah, first of all, right now I'll vote for just like talked about uh, before last week's games. I wish that the lions jets had been the, uh, the primetime game, but yeah, I think the lions are probably playing for a spot when it's all said and done. So I think Mm. that that's a year, your week 18 nightcap. Um, I, um, my big takeaway is that the Rams of 2022 are officially a disgrace. I, I know they've had injuries and they're, they're you know, they're, 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 they're hero, their hero QB and everything has, you know, was hurt in August and, you know, hasn't seen the great news. Everybody he's coming back. Go wild right. Rams fans. What What's also funny to me is that um, the difference in this town, Los Angeles, the vibe when last year's Super Bowl run was going on versus this shameful display all season long, the vibe around Los Angeles exactly the same. <laughs> you would know you right. wouldn't know. in in most football towns, don't you have a vibe when you hit the streets? Like, yeah, bummer of a season out here. Not not the greatest, uh, not the greatest autumn around. Nobody nobody cares. Well, what's the difference? I will say this. I mean, you can't go. You're comparing L.A. to Pittsburgh and if the Steelers and they live and die. But by the way, I, I didn't even realize that that was the 50th anniversary. It is on that night of the immaculate reception. Raiders Steelers. It's going to be Christmas That's Eve. Right. Night. Okay. 50 years. Like I think it was the 23rd, but anyway, yeah, right. Oh, was it the 23rd? Oh, okay. I say they're going to be off. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Close days. enough. Yeah. Uh, but listen, this is, yes, it means more to some cities. You talk about self-esteem. You figure LA would have self-esteem issues. Your Steelers in your city, Pittsburgh has a statue of a man catching an incomplete pass. Talk about self-esteem <laughs> issues. <Jack. laughs> really? It doesn't get worse than that. 
It was an incomplete pass, I, and they're in the, and they're everyone's celebrating I, it. First thing you see in the airport. I love that they have now that the national broadcast. You know how they have those touchstones for every football town, every sports town. They bump out the commercial in Seattle. They're a Pike Market or whatever it's called, where they throw the fish. Yeah, they always show drum. that, and they always there's Liberty Bell and the cheesesteaks when they're in Philly. Otherwise. I like that Pittsburgh, they they don't do promanthes as much, and now they show the Franco statue right next to the father of our nation, George Washington. Father of a dynasty, father of our nation. Side by side. It makes all the sense in the world to me. I love it. But George Washington didn't get hit in the head when the cherry tree came down, when he chopped it down. Like, this was an incomplete pass, and you're celebrating it. It's very weird. Very weird to me. I know know you're sad Talking about sour grapes. I know somebody else who sour grapes. Sal's Cowboys who saw it watch near <laughs> the Magnificent. Oh, he would man. have been the greatest quarterback of the 20th century if it hadn't been for that hasty Gary Bradshaw. Yeah. Bradshaw who changed his mind about whether it was a complete pass or not. Did you know that, Martin? He changed his mind over the years. He's like, you know what? Uh, now I think it was a complete pass. <laughs> all right, all right. Terry Bradshaw doing something like that doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> But it just, like, if there was if if today's officials were there, if Walt Anderson was calling that game. Does, yeah. does the statue exist? Who knows? Interesting. Interesting indeed. All right. Uh, back to the Packers real quick. They have to win out. The Giants have to lose all three, which I don't think is going to happen. Or Washington loses two, which could happen. And Seattle lose one of the remaining three. Uh, at least one of the remaining three. I, I that That's possible. That part is possible. But. Green Bay already. This scenario could always already be moot if uh, they lose at Miami this week in one of the uh, Christmas Day games. I think it's the first one. So, um, by the way, we brought up all the craziness this weekend. So, uh, Babyface Joel Solomon asked, "What is the toughest way to lose? Was it the way the Commanders lost to the Giants? Was it the way the Patriots lost to the Raiders? Was it the way the Colts lost to the Vikings, or the way France dumped it?" to Argentina. Sheck, I'll start with you out of those four. Toughest way to lose. Boy, you you know, I'm all over the place because they all suck is the answer. Yeah. The the answer is zero of those uh, things. I think the worst is having experienced some version of all of these. I think the worst, if if we can set aside the stakes, obviously, if you're you're a goal away from the the once every four years opportunity of the World Cup, that's the worst. Just without the context, I think the worst is the way the commies. I, I mean, mm. when it's bad calls going on against Junior, that were it not for this third party that has nothing to do with anything going on, that's worse because you're bitter. And I refer you to the Saints fans who continue to weep, what, five years after the Rams debacle and Seahawks fans who whatever, what is it, 15, whatever, 15, 18 years since Super Bowl 40, still get into my DMs and otherwise let me know that the Steelers don't deserve that Lombardi that they got against the Seahawks because they were bad calls. I think there's something that's bad with you, with bad calls, you know? Well, all right, let's let's jump. Well, go ahead, Martin. And then I think Eddie Spaghetti is probably going to have something to say about this. But go ahead. Say, as a Saints fan who, you know, was would have, you know, was there for that call. It wasn't a yeah. call. They didn't make a call. No one made a call. Right. So you can't right. call it a bad call because the referee didn't do his job. Now, that's mm-hmm. different entirely if you're actually throwing a flag, making a bad call. But that's not what occurred. Bill Benovich, who still calls games to this day, to this day, I saw him this weekend. Still throwing flags, not on that play. 
I think the way to lose is got the way it's got to be the worst is is France, because you were on your way to a nice tidy blowout, right? And then all of a sudden, your other worldly where they were, huh? They were on a way to a blowout. They were losing two nothing. Isn't it? I mean, blown out. In soccer, oh. two nothing scores. Oh, they're getting nice. blowout. Oh, they're on their way to a blowout. Okay, go yeah, ahead. They're I'm on their sorry. way to on getting the... taken an L. You know what I'm right. saying? They're on their way. Like you, if you're seeing it, it's like man, two goals already. Oh, it's over. And yep. then you know Mbappe comes and does you know you know Mahomesian LeBron type stuff and just putting you know and then to come back and still lose that after the comeback. That'd be mm-hmm. like if the Colts had somehow won the game after the Vikings had stormed back. That's got to be the worst. When you add in the fact that it's that once every four years, that makes it stick even worse. The rest of them, like the refs, like like Spaghetti says, I'm sure get to like the refs kind of balance out in the wash, even though there's some that are absolutely terrible. Mm. With the Raiders and the and the Patriots, that was your player who made a mistake, right? Like that, you can't really blame that on anybody, but the guy who went and threw the ball or the coaches on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of your fault as a fan. But I I would have to think if I was heavily <laughs> invested fan. in France. All right. Yeah, it's, it's it's your fault. Like you picked this team. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's your fault. Oh, I see. But, France is the most impactful law. Like it's yeah. it's the biggest game, as Sheck mentioned, every four years and everything. I'm trying to look at it because I'm I look at almost everything through the uh the lens of gambling, the Colts loss was the worst in terms of live odds, right? It was up to about 90 mm. to one, by the way, it should have been 500 to one. This only happened once out of 1550 games or something crazy uh, before. I think that's the worst way to lose. Uh, the Patriots thing was stupid. France was behind. It's a, it's a much bigger game for the country and everything else. Uh, so that sucks. But Eddie spaghetti jump on here right now. Washington, oh, it's spaghetti. So wait, so no, what was your final vote? So you're, I, I'm going to say Colts is the worst. Yeah, because I go okay. by odds and stupid. I think that was just a disgusting right. game. And Jeff Saturday, I was all prepared with the Saturday. Nobody beats Saturday on Saturday. And <laughs> I, I don't know who the hell's fault that is. How about just get a stop? And maybe it's not Jeff Saturday's fault, although he's definitely gone anyway. But whatever. Uh, let's go. Oh, Eddie Spaghetti is now typing in the chat. He has no comment on this. Okay, so let's move on. No, Spaghetti, I'm, I'm making a joke there. Spaghetti. <laughs> Washington Giants, uh, an officiating debacle. You famously, and not wrong, say that the officiating is terrible across the board throughout the league. But now you get this gift. And I'm not saying like an iPhone cover gift and a stocking. This is a Mercedes in the driveway with a bow on top type gift from the referees. Go ahead. Let's hear. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think, um, I I mean. Jaguar, maybe? Uh, uh, Lexus? I, I just so what 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 is your you're you're saying the Giants were gifted a game despite the fact that even if that was called pass interference like we're ignoring Kayvon Thibodeau hands to the face on that same play so at best case that play is redone it's a redone play that means that they have to go again on fourth down score the touchdown get the two point conversion and you're kicking off to the Giants that have a minute left on the clock with two timeouts and Graham Gano already connected on two 50 plus yard field goals. In what world am I supposed to say the commanders were get that we gave the game away from the commanders who could have won the game like they played poorly? The Giants were the better team in that game. Also, the well, tie game, multiple calls against the Giants not called, like the offsides in overtime that would have given the Giants five extra yards to make a game-winning field goal potentially. Not to mention the Darius Slayton, the two deep balls thrown back to back with Dalen Jones to Darius <laughs> Slayton. Like he had a pass interference against him. But again, this is what happens in the league where the game is not on national television. So no one reacts the same way. 
So when I complained about bad calls against the Giants, I right. made fun of it and say, I'm a crybaby. Now this happens yes. reversely, and I'm supposed to say, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I agree. It's it's not – the officiating is terrible across the board. That probably – is that the worst miss P.I. I've ever seen? Probably not. I think he kind of hugged him before that, which is a penalty. I'd, I'd agree. I In this current age of NFL – it probably should have been a pass interference call. I think when you watch it in real time, the ball's thrown up in the air. By the time the ball's up in the air, it's more of a jump ball. He's not touching him. Um, if mm-hmm. you want to, and now there's complaints about this whole the referee is supposed to tell uh, Terry McLaurin where to line up. I understand ref, uh, receivers talk to referees constantly, the lines judge. Um, it's not the referee's job to line the player up. The player's supposed to know where to line up. He told him to cut move. you off, Eddie, but you know what he did? He looked over at the ref. Gave the ref a thumbs up. The ref told him to move up, and he, he barely moved. He, so he he I moved up a little bit, he but he turned moved. his head back in, and then did this, and never looked back at the ref to double check to see if. So I think that was what ended up happening. Like, sure, I think McLaurin didn't move up enough. All right, he did not move okay. up nearly enough. And plus, there was a guy in motion too, which I'm not sure if that also affected it. But like, I mean, he's just flat out saying the referee lied to him. Uh, like, yes, again, referees across the board are bad. The Giants deserve to win that game. Even if we gave him the the touchdown on that, that like Brian Robinson run in, uh, why they're doing shotgun on the goal line, I don't know. But he like, you know, the, the Giants still have a minute left to 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 win this game with two timeouts. Like, I just don't see in a, a, any world where the commanders deserve that game. All right. I'll, I'm mostly with you spaghetti I, I really am and you're gonna have to bleep that so I, I did it again but uh i stay on here don't go away don't go away i do want to get checks take on this but I, I do see a little bit of irony because you're a tiny bit more sensitive to the referees uh ineptitude than anyone else and then this is the maybe one of the bigger non-calls since martin's uh saints got rooked on a uh pass interference but i do want to overall uh, I thought Washington and Ron, Ron Rivera did a terrible job preparing for this game, considering that they yeah. had they were I would have thought the Giants had the week off and had played them two weeks. Well, they did play them two weeks ago and they prepared. The Giants came on. The Giants deserve to win that game. But check about this officiating. And then we'll get to the McLaurin stuff, which, by the way, I don't think that why should referees be talking to players at all about this? Why do the referees have to help out receivers? I know this has gone on for many, many years, but they should just sit there stone faced. They shouldn't. They shouldn't, you know, when a guy's got a, a hand in a neutral zone, then I'm like, hey, hey oh, oh, back there, back there, guy. You're uh, you're going to screw it for your team. So, yeah, just keep quiet. Why, mm-hmm. why is there any advantage to uh, talking to a referee? Shaq, what are your thoughts? It, it, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you that that is a weird relationship specific to yeah. to the receiver and they're they're looking at that stuff. I it just played as very Cool. You know, the, the most cynical people short of like the games are rigged. People are, are the, um, uh, the people who say like, Oh, the referees think that we can't, we paid the STEM, not the athletes play, but it really is kind of weird. You know, that the, what, what's that guy doing? Like he, he has his hand on the flag ready to go. He knows he saw right. what McLaurin did. He saw that they saw that like McLaurin thought he was in good shape. So uh, like I say, school marmy jive. As same thing is in the Vikings game. The guy gets uh, that was even funnier. That the guy goes crazy because there's a personal. What was it? What was the event? Then <laughs> I can't even put it together. He gets a personal foul for throwing his helmet at a terrible call. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a fumble. Right. It was the scoop and score. And they're well, like, yeah, right. well, it we we didn't see it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're like, 
Well, we are going to give you the 15-yard penalty for your bad behavior because you threw your helmet at, at our all-time atrocious missed call there. <laughs> right. What, really? What kind yeah, of I, I, How about just eliminate all the, the the favorable chatter from between the refs and the and the players? And then that that's okay. It, then you it, can figure out. How about you know the rules when you get to the line of scrimmage and then it's your problem the rest of the way and not the refs. And then we don't have to have this conversation. But, um, yeah, the officiating is bad. Spaghetti's right. The officiating is bad across the board. I do, though, Spaghetti, take a special delight. And when you tweet something like, uh, that's just how it is, take it and move on. You you understand why that makes me happy, right? Well, it's because I <laughs> I was told to do that. When I watch the games that are not on national television uh, okay. with millions right. and millions of people watching, I'm told to shut up and move on. This is what happens. Right. You're told to now, do it, but you don't do it. You and don't then now it ha- I, I keep saying the referees are terrible, <laughs> and then it ha- right. and then this just further proves my point that like yes, the referees are terrible across the board. Like what like uh, what do you want me to do about this? Like I right. can't. This is what happens. It's bad. Like and then fixating on like a pass interference again. There was the Kayvon Thibodeau just dominated that game. He was the best player on that field without question. He was going to sack uh, Heineke on that, and he got poked in the eye, which is illegal hands to the face. At best case scenario, that is a redo of down. There is no pass interference, it is a redo of down. I did not even yeah. bring up the Daniel Jones like face mask, and Mike Trico was like, well, he didn't grab and pulse. The referee didn't see it. 15 yard penalty. There's, they got rid of the five yard variety. Like, that's it is what it is. You cannot grab the face. I think you mask. do have to grab and twist a little bit. You have to, if you graze it, it's not a penalty. I, I, I just think, think his helmet I'm, didn't yeah. turn enough. The referee must have missed it. And then, but they had the resume and replay. And then also, what is with referees blowing the ball dead? It happened in other games this weekend, too. Yeah. I do think this weekend, probably across the board, the, the worst officiating weekend we've seen in quite some time. But the, the fumble, the other force fumble they got, they blew the ball dead, so it was just a Leonard Williams recover on the spot, whereas mm-hmm. he had wide open field, they would have taken the ball potentially to the house. So again, like you're taking points away from the Giants, and like I it, it, it was bad the entire game. So I, I do have a problem with them fixating on this one call when again the the player who was dominating that game was poked in the eye. So that's the best case scenario is redo a fourth down. All right. Uh just accept it and move on is what I'll say to you. But plug the, your I, ears, no. plug your ears, spaghetti, plug your ears, spaghetti, because I don't want what? you to, because you could tip the scales on this over under on the number of tweets, spaghetti issues tonight. Penguins are playing his rags. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't, you're not allowed just to tweets? How, what just do you tweets? say to that? Just tweets. Tweets, or just tweets, tweets that go out that, that say that the, the NHL is uh, in the bag for the Penguins. Oh, oh. Any uh, any tweets to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the quality of the game. Two and, two, two two and, and a half. half. Wow. Yeah, two and a half. There you go. Okay. Uh, all right. Listen, we uh, the Giants are going to the playoffs. That's what's good news. You can unplug your ears, Spaghetti. Uh, they're going to go. They're going to beat what? The Colts? I think so. One of, these, one of these terrible teams that the Cowboys had a uh, miserable time with. Um, so they'll win one more game. They'll make the playoffs. And uh, let's talk about uh, on the other side, I want to take a quick break. And then let's talk about this Jalen Hurts injury. My goodness. Topsy turvy NFC. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Omaha Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, 
Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we're back. Jalen Hurts with a uh, sprained shoulder out this week. I think he's out. You can only really go by the odds. The Cowboys went from one and a half to five and a half. So that guy is not playing. Um, and he shouldn't play because they wrapped it up because my dumb team lost to the Jaguars, as Sheck pointed out. And another spectacular. I mean, unfortunately, it was like the fourth worst loss in, uh, in all of football right. this week. Or fortunately for me, I guess, as it is. But the defense is not playing well. And there's a, a lot going on. So, um, so they were plus 130 to win the conference. Now they're plus 175. Uh, let's take a look. MVP odds. This is interesting. He was minus 140. And even yesterday, and Parley Kid and I are like, oh, this is the time to jump on Jalen Hurts. And then the spit wasn't dry on his lip. And he went with the Jalen Hurts injury was announced. So now, Martin, Patrick Mahomes minus 300 favorite. Is there anyone else who could grab it from? You got Josh Allen plus 550, Joe Burrow plus 550, three games left. Any way either of these guys could sneak up or is it Patrick Mahomes? I think it's Mahomes. I think it's been Mahomes all year. Uh, honestly, and I'm not trying to like dance on Hertz's broken clavicle because I refuse to believe that was a shoulder sprain. Like he got full body weight bounced on. If he was in the yeah. pocket, it would have been a 15 yard penalty. And I'm surprised he got up in the moment. Uh, it says you something about how tough that kid is, but now nah, I think it's been Mahomes all year, especially when you look at the at the the defense going up against, I mean, like the tight, the, what is it, the Texans that came down to the wire. This team is, this team lost to the Colts, right? Because mm -hmm. of fumbles. And, and it's not because of anything that Patrick Mahomes is doing, 
Um, but in terms of the Eagles as they're going forward, it's going to be really interesting because I don't know how they're going to be able to uh, convert all the, I mean, the whole big play was the whole rugby scrum. That's the the new hotness in the NFL, right? You right. was RP and from, you know, and now they're doing that. I don't know if Gardner Minshew was running that in the same way. Well, I think Minshew's more accurate than Jalen Hurts, but he's not nearly the athlete. Uh, so I don't, I, I'm concerned because I don't think Jalen Hurts is, I don't think we see him throw a football again until next season. Well, oh, really? Not even the playoffs? I think, bro, I mean, what? Bro, when I I don't know if y'all when y'all saw that hit. Like when you saw when I saw that hit, there was a bounce kept, in there. When they both bounce like, off the turf, it's a little scary. Sure. Generally, I feel like that's a broken collarbone. Like it's it's mm. like when I see the hit, like I understand that. Like what is what do they say? It was like a strained shoulder or something like that. But I I don't. I'd be surprised mm. to see him be if and if he is gone. I don't know how effective he'll be because again, that's just throwing shoulder. Right. Interesting. All right. Well, that would change things for sure. Uh, Sheck, what do you think? Allen Burrow, you know, as, as Martin was talking about it, the Colts are the most effed up team this year, right? Any way you look at it, right? Cause they do beat those chiefs. They played the Cowboys tough. They blew that crazy game against Minnesota. They have the coaching change with Jeff Saturday. They are Megan Galloway's Colts are the story of this year in terms of the, the WTF team uh, of 2022-2023. But can Burrow, I, I would say Burrow, if that is that week 18 game is against the Ravens and they blow him out, prime time, he could be close enough to grab it. I think plus 550 might not be bad. He does have a shot. I, wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't put on Josh Allen, though. I wouldn't do that. Probably not but, at this point. Yeah, yeah no. probably not. Check, can those guys jump in? I, I like I like uh, your thought on Burrow. That's uh, that, that's where I was going to go if anybody has a chance. You know, the effect that sometimes we see is that maybe we'll appreciate Jalen Hurts that much more depending on what Minshew does this weekend against her. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles lose that one, then the math is pretty simple, isn't it? Look how valuable it is to this team's success, right? Mm-hmm. Um I get the Mahomes buzz, Mahomes fatigue as well. I also, though, wonder philosophically back to fan uh, level debate stuff. I love the history. I love to be a witness to history. On some level, wouldn't it be cooler to be able to look back and, you know, cooler, uh, not cool, adjective to, this, to be a fan who likes looking at MVPs, but whatever, as somebody who cares about it, won't it be like, that's the guy for all of time. Like he won all those MVP in a row. The Jalen Hurts MVP one way or the other, like isn't going to make a dent in a quarter century from now when the next new thing is out there to be like, we were there for the best and it was Mahomes and look at those and fun and everything else. I get it. So yeah. yeah, I think Mahomes, I think there's some fatigue around Mahomes. The other thing is, as you say, had your Cowboys not lost Ugh, to the Jets, which they team. did, which they yeah. did. That now this has a whole different level game this weekend. Like now, sure. all of a sudden, the 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 meaning is huge, and now Gardner Minshew is in a huge spot. Let's tackle this now, Shaq, because you brought it up. You, you brought it up. Uh, Super Bowl gift. It's Christmas time. We're only a few days away. Twenty fifth. Um, what is your gift? Your dream matchup? If Santa were to present to you a Super Bowl that you, I'll let you start. It's your question. What's the ideal gift? Right there under the tree for you, AFC NFC matchup from a from a pure game. And because I because I you know made the wager now what five weeks ago, and from from a, from a um, 
a compelling standpoint as a pigskin lover. I, you know, the Rams at the top. That Super Bowl almost feels like it didn't happen. It made no impact on society. That's what I'm talking about when I say, like, it's cool to see a generational talent like Mahomes stack trophies, both team and individual. So, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Dolphins, that's a gem. If you love football history, Super Bowl era football, the Cowboys getting back to the big game. Oh, it would be dandy and the greatest show on surf. Surf and turf on the for the Super Bowl. But also, I like loyal fan bases. Bills and Vikes, both 0 for 4 in the big game. At least one side would win that one. Mm. And they'd get a nice trip to air in the middle of uh, winter out of the Twin Cities or Buffalo, New York. So I think that works out as, All right. because I'm a great empath. I'm thinking about those fan bases. Those are good Super Bowl gifts. Martin, what would yours be? My Super Bowl gift is just please, please, please. Please, Santa Claus, do not allow Tom Brady to make the playoffs. I know it's going to happen, but if they make the playoffs, they're going to go and they're going to beat. I just see it happening. I can see in my mind's eye going into work and watching Tom Brady lift the new trophy, sitting there with who's got the game this year? Is it Fox or CBS sitting there with either Nance or or, or whoever's going to get Burkhart or whoever? And he's just sitting there like, oh, Tom, how's it feel? And he's like, you know, everybody counted me out. And then I got to sit there and watch the post-game press conference of everybody and all the personal things that he went through, like 50% of marriages don't end in divorce. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, oh, my goodness, how could yeah. he ever have overcome such adversity? and struggle and triumph. And this Buccaneers team is so bad. They are so bad. I can't stand uh, watching them. Uh, that, so really, that would be it. I just want to be free of that. So you don't you don't want a gift. That's The gift is that you don't get Brady. That's it. That, that, that <laughs> would be a gift. That would be a gift. Like When you, you know tell your saying? girlfriend what you don't want, what you want for Christmas, you're like, well, it's not liver. It's not, uh, you know, it's not an appendectomy. <laughs> It's a, so you're just it's just a, a reverse gift here, an anti gift. You're saying I'm, the the gift giving around the house has been a struggle. I, the, <laughs> what do you want for Christmas was not a question that I, I don't know why I wasn't as prepared for it as I needed to be, but uh, I've gotten okay. it several times. Well, and we're five days out. <laughs> to you, to your point, and check. I know, like you want the classic matchups. To me, the classic matchups is like, all right, what would be great? Which quarterback versus which quarterback? Like any combination of uh, Mahomes or Allen versus Rodgers or Brady is ideal, right? And in most years, now you don't want to see those guys at all, Rodgers or Brady, right? So what do you have? Maybe Jalen. Yeah, Hurts? just give us uh, that on the AFC side, right? Yeah, just give us right. that on the AFC side. Get all those. Superheroes battling each other for AFC yeah. supremacy. The AFC, I don't know how to fix that. Well, so that said, I mean, there's only one answer for me: which Super Bowl, what gift I would want, and for many, many reasons. But it's Cowboys versus Steelers. Of course, that's what I want. They're the oh, worst well, AFC exactly. team. You're not gonna get- well, they're still alive. You have a 03 percent chance of making the playoffs, and so that's what I want. Cowboys Steelers <laughs> would be good for the podcast. Would oh. be good for the Cowboys, and uh, that's my gift. Great as I, I, you know, well, as it happens, Sal, you're speaking on more than one level. You know, I also like to talk about, uh, I like the list stuff. And I did yeah. the best non-divisional rivalries of all time. Steelers-Cowboys is right there on the list, oh, ain't yeah. it? You know, that's the best rivalry because it's transcended generations now. You and Amen got yours against Neil O'Donnell. Congratulations. But, well, you know, we could have. What's weird yeah, about what's that? What's the new that's, installment? 
Yeah, that's 30 years ago. No, not not quite 30 years ago, but uh, almost. And then before that, there really wasn't a huge Cowboys Steelers game for what, 18 years. So we're talking about like <laughs> five games, basically four games that has created this rivalry for sure. Although you Dak almost Prescott got it got last year. Yep. What's Go weird ahead. is so Steelers and Cowboys, these two all time pro football brands and everything. The Niners and Bengals have played twice in the Super Bowl. You almost got it last year, and there's a decent right. you're going to get it this year. That's a weird, that's an anomalous Super Bowl level showdown. That I hope it doesn't. Brock Purdy. That would be my my right now Super Bowl prediction. So, like, you remember a couple weeks ago, Sal, when Dave was like, I told you about the Bengals well ahead of Vance. I don't yeah. know what that was, but I'd like to put this one on the market. I had San Francisco and Baltimore. I'd like to swap out Baltimore for uh, for Cincinnati. Baltimore for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, sure. This time last week, Cincinnati and Baltimore was almost a coin flip. It was like Cincinnati minus 120 to win the division. And oh, now wow. they're, what, up to minus 190. So everybody who uh, I'm, I'm can't keep track of who gave us Cincinnati. Uh, Sheck said three years ago, since that it's always been this season. It's been me and Joe, me and Joe Joe Burrow, (laughs) LSU guy like Joe Burrow coming (laughs) out of school. Big surprise. Now, listen, was in on Burrow's Bengals in I don't remember when late November last year. All right, here. What I can't wait for is let Patriots or Jets or whatever bum a team sneaks in there. Don't get in the way in the wild card round. I want that divisional round, as you kind of hint at, Sal. As long as we don't get any bum upsets, no, mm-hmm. no, no interlopers. Be the high end. Think about the matchups. We'll get Burrow and Herbert and Holmes and Allen. Yep. Oh, oh my goodness, what a thing it's going to be! Can't Very wait. exciting. All right. So, but as good as things look, uh, Martin wants to look back and. Uh, Dwell on the meatheads of the week. Martin's meatheads. Let's hear them. So, I mean, there were no shortage of options. You could have done like several different, like, you know, last week I did a media category, but uh, (laughs) this one, I'm kind of going all over the place. So my first meathead is Jim Irsay slash Jeff Saturday, because look, I understand they're pulling off a major tank job. But yeah, why did you go up 30 in the first place? No, that's not the problem. That game. What are you no, going up 30 in the first place? So no Hersey got to yeah. call down to the to the halftime locker room. Let Saturday know, hey, hey, what are you doing? This is not going according to plan. And then somehow the Vikings still don't cover. Disgusting. All right. The second one, <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw this, but uh the fake punt, Giovanni Bernard, the fake punt hits him in the shoulder, which starts a cascade of issues for the Buccaneers, right? Now Giovanni mm-hmm. Bernard hasn't played. He's only played in four games this year. But the uh, reporters in the locker room are, like, hounding this guy down to get his statement of whether or not he was aware that it was a fake punt or not. That's why they make it Bernard declined to comment right then and there and just write about how he declined to comment as you walked out. Like, you embarrassed yourself in that moment, and that's why secretly, you know, a little how the sausage is made, ESPN won't release the video. Nobody will. They won't They won't let anybody clear it to play on their platforms. We have to find some Twitter guy to do it. Anyway, and for the third mm. one, the third one, this is a three-level, a three-level meathead. Because first, Whoa. Bill Belichick called the play to run the ball instead of just taking a knee. Then Ramondre Stevenson lateraled the ball instead of just going down 
like he was supposed to. And he was told to his coach, hey, just run the ball, go down. He did not go down. Mm -hmm. And then Jacoby Myers. And I understand you forget that the score is tied. And I understand that you could like lean back and think, okay, well, I got the ball now. You automatically go into the pitchy, pitchy woo-woo, which by the way, just as a media, we need to come up with a different name for that. Like Van Pelt's got that when something else, we need to something else. The Stanford band is like 80 years old at this point. Something we need right. something new. But Myers throwing that ball back. The problem is you're throwing a ball back to Mac Jones. That's the problem. Like Chandler Jones be damned. What is Mac Jones gonna do? He's a, like, there's some quarterbacks that can play other positions, like Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Mac Jones ain't that. Mac Jones is a quarterback that can almost play quarterback. So, like, the best case scenario is him running up and, like, breaking up the pass between Chandler Jones. And so, no. But my favorite part about that play, Chandler Jones misses the tackle on Ramondre Stevenson and does not move to when he catches it. And he catches, somehow the ball finds him right in the same spot. Right, right, right. He wasn't doing anything. He gave up on the play. He gave yeah. up on the play. Yeah, uh, I think that's clearly if I have to vote, if I get a vote, Martin's meatheads, I think, you know, it's, he's got to be the meathead, Jacoby Myers. Um, I don't I think that that play, if if the goal was to throw the perfect pass to Chandler Jones so that he could <laughs> take it and take it to the house, that was a that was it. That was great. I actually if I were him, I would have said. I thought we were losing. I actually think you save face a little bit saying you got the score wrong rather than, no, I intended to throw it across the field um, thinking that we could score on that and take the lead versus no, 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 no. Everything, you know, all bets off. We had to get that lateral to work. I think a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if he's cut or what. I'm surprised he's still on the team actually, Shaq, but which of those meatheads jumps out of you? I mean, you got it right. You know what I hadn't thought about until you're just now describing why I give it to Mac Jones? It's a play. So technically, if you get the ball to Mac Jones, he still is eligible to throw it down. That would work. Now that's the opposite of a meathead play. If it was all a grand plan to get in the hands of Mac Jones to throw it downfield for the game-winning touchdown, you could do that. Wait, what? Me. No, right. he's already he passed the he's, what? He's passed the line you of scrimmage could go, already. He runs the ball past the line of scrimmage, and then that's you it. lateral it back to the QB. I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, think corrected. Cut that from the show. Cut Shaq that from is the one show. of that That's the fourth meathead rare right there. <laughs> I get there. my own. You know what? I deserve <laughs> it for my. I, I I deserve <laughs> it for for not not delivering to uh, to the good listener. Wow, if nearly enough play, this season. <laughs> no wonder you think the immaculate reception was a complete pass. Good lord. Uh, all right, let's take another break, and we'll be back. Yeah, I, 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 well, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite meathead thing of all time because it's so that it, not that he's wrong. I love the John Madden till his death, decade immaculate reception, told the tale of like, well, the referees on the field knew it was the wrong call, and they mm -hmm. wanted to reverse it. So the referee went down into the Pirates' Dutch was down on the field at the River River Stadium and called up to the police. And said, yes. we need action down here because I want to reverse this call. I need more cops to get us off the field safely, though. And the cop said, all the cops that we have are down there already. He's like, well, then I can't overturn the call. And swore that that story was true forever. I love it. Meathead or otherwise. I'd believe anything at this point with the officiating now or, or 50 years <laughs> ago. All right. Quick break. We'll be right back with our uh, play of the day. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, our play of the day. Let's do it. We each give one, and then you guys bet them together, and it's a nice little parlay, right? We went three for three with our play of the day. Um, the pups of the week is a whole different story for me. I've, I've just been awful on that. But play of the day, that's where you make your money. Liberty in the Boca Raton Bowl. I was going to take the over in this game, uh, Liberty against Toledo. But now I'm just going Liberty plus three and a half, and I'm actually taking the money line as well. But for our purposes, three and a half, they're a frisky team. They beat Southern Miss. They beat UAB. They beat Arkansas. They crushed BYU. They had one-point losses versus Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. They're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five in December. Um, the Rockets of Toledo, 2-6 and against the spread in their last eight in December. I like this Day-Day Hunter. He leads the way for a ground game that produces 180 yards per game for that Liberty team. Hugh Freeze, three and zero in bowls. He's out now. The interim coach is in. Uh, Jason Candle, one and four against the spread in his bowl games, coaching Toledo. I think Liberty covers and actually beats the MAC champions 34, 30 Martin, your play of the day. Every time I hear the name Liberty, I just think of that Hulu documentary, God forbid. And I, I, and I can't say you got to watch it. Oh, you got to really? try to watch it. If you, you don't you think to watch the, it, the jingle, the Liberty, 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 Liberty. That, I mean, that's what I can't get. Out of <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. You, I'll you watch just, the doc. If you ever you watch it, it's going to change the way you look at sports in general. And especially mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't see Malik Willis and not see the movie. Right. Like he's not in the movie, but I just can't mm-hmm. not see him in the movie. <laughs> anyway, my play of the day, the Miami, I mean, sorry, the Chicago Bulls got absolutely smoked. And there's reports of them breaking up the roster and all that. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm taking them to cover to five. But also my official play, though, is Vucevic over 10 and a half rebounds. Uh, he's gone, him and Bam, that's going to be the matchup. They've matched up 16 times his career. He averages 11 and a half boards, 10 oh. plus in 12 games of the 16. And then when he's a bull, if you narrow it down even further, he's had, Vucevic has had 10 or more boards in five of six games. So it's sitting right now at 10 and a half on Caesars, so that's what I'm going All right. That's Dynamite Research. Shaq, play of the day? Uh, First of all, shout out to all of us who were on on state. Great Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Looked like you and Kimmel and Guillermo all had a a good time. I'm sorry, sorry, Kooks. You did it to yourself or your QB, your former QB, did it to you. He put a pox on it. Yes, he did. On that cousin Sal. To the here and now, the referees and the hockey put a pox on the Penguins last spring. They took down their goalie and then their second goalie once again. This doesn't make everything right, but it's a fun pre-Christmas game between two longtime 
the rivals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the New York Rags, I think is what their name is. Um, I'm going over five and a half goals. The Penguins have played some tight playoff hockey. The Rags have been the opposite. High goal totals. I think these two teams combine something that goes to at least six goals. And I'm going to parlay it with Jake Gensel, who really had the Rags number. I think even Eddie Spaghetti would agree with that. So I'm going to parlay that uh, plus 255 payout. Gensel goal, the two teams combined to go over five and a half. Uh, spaghetti, I could tell, and, and from our off-air conversations, you're already on edge for this game. You need this streak to to continue at least one more, right? Yeah, the, I mean, the streak is not obviously a very long season. won't last too much longer, but just give me the one more. I'll be happy. Eight, eight games is a very nice streak. The Rangers are back. They beat some very, very good teams during the streak. Uh, they're playing a lot better. Igor's playing a lot better, back to kind of his Vezina form. And the best part is just that every, you know, all the four lines are chipping in. The kid line's playing really well. Uh, Heedle is back in the line of time after a, a scary pretty high hit uh, i i you know check says six goals i like that four two rangers I, I i bet on them tonight money line so let's go rangers yeah what a sissy pick by Sheck. right picks the over in this game yeah you you your guys lose six three and you win the bet congratulations Sheck. come on have some faith you want, some you want me to step up you want me to not just survive you want some living no your picks your pick whatever all you right throw in the third <laughs> leg penguins win it all right there we go what's that right. juice in a, a something better it juices it down to zero. That uh, Spaghetti's team continues. Continues the street care. All right. Uh, Sheck, oh, we did our December prop culture. Avatar, great point by Sheck about how nobody ever brings this movie up at parties, yet it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, you never hear a line from it, never hear anything from it. It opened at, what did you say, Babyface? $134 million? So if you picked under in the prop culture, I think the over-under was 155 or something. Do I have these numbers right? I don't know. That's right. It was uh, slightly under. And once again, Sheck with his finger on the pulse of the culture of, of, of everything that's going on. He is a man about town, not just with sports and movies. And once again, he called it correctly. No, no one asked for this movie. No one wanted a second one. I have no desire. I don't, I mean, any of these three and a half hour movies or two and a half where it's all blue, like where I'm, I'm really held. I mean, I'll watch this Liberty Toledo game. If it goes uh, 11 overtimes, but I have no interest in Avatar. Martin, you seeing this movie? Uh, I think I'm actually I'm pretty sure that the first Avatar is the first time I fell asleep in a movie theater. Yeah, now, it's too I'm, much I'm blue. Pretty blue's sure blue's my like, favorite I, color, but it's 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 uh, mesmer. It's not even a movie, really, right? We were in an undergrad, just sitting around, like, yo, everybody's going to see Avatar. Let's go see Avatar. And I mean, probably an hour in. Out of there. Woke up, 30 minutes left in the flick, and I was like, never felt the need to go back. All right. Listen, maybe maybe Martin will fall asleep at our Extra Points Live prop palooza. You could do that. You could see it happen. Go to Ticketmaster or Vegas.com, Extra Points Live prop palooza, Monday, January 9th, 2 to 3.30. Then watch the college football championship with us the day before. We're going to be watching Week 18 games. Also at Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. It all goes down there. Ticketmaster. And Vegas.com. Get your tickets there. Megan Galley also performing that Sunday night. Uh, reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 